Absolutely nothing happened this week. Und definitely not in WWE. Another, di another digital, another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. 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 Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another digital citizen. Now with more echo, echo, echo. <laughs> I am Fro. With me, I have Luke. Hi, Luke. Hi, Fro. Hi, everybody. Uh, yeah, the echo yeah. is not as bad. Well, I can definitely hear some echo, but for some reason, it's not as bad as what Monday when we got together. Maybe you're in a different room or something. I I am in a different room. Right, yeah. Okay. So for people that uh, don't follow the podcast and haven't heard this for a while, last time I recorded from the mental hospital was in March, I want to say. So I'm in the mental hospital, nothing especially wrong. I'm just here to get some sleep and fix some medications. It's planned long in advance, so... Absolutely nothing uh, especially wrong. I'm going to be here until Friday, and then I'm going home. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Kind of like a checkup, mental checkup check kind of thing. Yeah. Yep. yep. Uh, yeah, that's what's been going on with your week. I, I had Thanksgiving. Well, that was last week, really, but... Uh, yeah, you had that was the whole thing today. Yeah, mm -hmm. and... I, I said last week, oh, I'm going to run into traffic. It's going to be bad because I got this big, long drive. I mm -hmm. said that, and I must have, like, anti-jinxed myself because there was... <laughs> I didn't hit a single bit of traffic on the way up or on the way back. Like, not even wow. a, a single, uh, you know, um, what traffic jam. I had just constantly mm -hmm. moving. So I was like, wow, I... I, I did... Did I do that? It was like a Urkel. It was an Urkel <laughs> moment. Did I do that? <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't bad at all, actually. Um, nice. The food was good. Uh, and, yeah. Did you meet the gobbledygooker? Is that a gobbledygooker? Yeah. He, gobbled, yes. he gobbledygooks. We know that much, for sure. <sighs> Remember that gimmick in WWE? I wasn't, watching, I wasn't watching WWE at the time. So I don't, right. I, I don't think I had those channels at the time it, or it's possible that it was happening during the time period where I didn't know the difference between WWE and WCW because mm. I was young enough that I was like, it's all just wrestling and they start with W. Right. So I just assume they're all the same company when I was that age. Talking about wrestling, I have uh, bought three wrestling drinks this week. <laughs> wrestling drinks? I guess you could. They were featured in in a wrestling in a WrestleMania at one point. That's as close as you're yes. gonna get to that connection. <laughs> that was my connection. Yeah. So uh, at the hospital, we have uh, like a what do you call it when it's like not a store, but it's very expensive, like a mini mall. Mini mart. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, almost like a very like. Tiny boutique, uh, but uh, yeah, they sold Prime for some reason, and I have never tried Prime, so I bought uh, three versions of it. I bought uh, the lemon lime, 
I bought uh, the blue raspberry and I bought uh, the three colored ice pop. Uh, let's start with the worst one, <laughs> lemon lime. I have still not uh, <laughs> had all of it because it was so incredibly uh, disgusting to drink. It has a very strong lemon taste in the beginning, but then it just tastes like fucking salt water. It is so weird because it has this very like strong lemon lime taste, and the aftertaste just tastes like salt water. So I give that a three out of ten. Uh, the blue raspberry I would give a five out of ten. But the ice pop, I would definitely give uh, an eight out of ten. That was really, really good. Don't aren't they all s salty though, or why is the one salty and the other? Because they all have the same amount of like mineral or uh, electrolytes, right? Right. So why isn't why is one salty and the rest of them not? But that's weird. Uh, well, it, it, they are all uh, salty in their aftertaste, but. Sure. Uh, um, not as bad in the blue one and the ice pop one, I guess. That's just strange because they all I, I, they all have the same exact tasted. amount of uh, minerals. So you would right? think the mineral taste yeah. would, huh? That's strange. I guess it's yeah. just like how it's interacting with the other flavors in the drink. I guess maybe. Yeah, that's what I was thinking as well. Would I buy it again? Fuck no. <laughs> they were also extremely expensive. <laughs> well, you bought them at a little mini mart thing where they're going to be right. marked up for yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They were like $5. Look. Well, you know, it's not as bad as the prices were like what, uh, six months ago when it first came out or whatever. Right. It's probably been out longer than that, right? Probably a year at this point. Yeah, but I saw them and I was like, okay, I need to buy that. <laughs> Just to have tried it. <laughs> Just to have said that I tried it. Yeah, I haven't had any of the, like, either of the Prime versions, the, you know, the hydration or the other one. Um, right, I should say uh, this is the hydration one because the other one is actually illegal in Norway. <laughs> there was a big controversy recently with uh, that Logan Paul and KSI don't actually make Prime Hydration. Like, they say they mm -hmm. make it. Have you heard this? No. Well, they claim, and even in their advertising, they're like, me and KSI got together to create Prime, and we're making Prime, oh, yeah. and all, they always say, like, we're the ones that are, it's our brand, and we own it, and that it's our stuff. They don't even own a... Mm -hmm. Uh, majority stake in it. Apparently, it's owned by a company called Congo Brands, which actually okay. is the distributor of Prime, which actually has like the majority ownership in Prime. And KSI mm. and Logan Paul are more like just uh, mascots. Yeah, mascots <laughs> who have a small stake in the company. Yeah. 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 So there's like Pokemon cookies. <laughs> Because I'm sure she doesn't fucking bake them. <laughs> oh, I, yeah. I don't know exactly how that whole thing works, but they, I know that yeah. with the cookies, it was something like the company would happen. What I found out, I think this week even, what happened with that is mm -hmm. the company that was making the cookies that were in Costco, which was like the big controversy, mm -hmm. uh, that company actually was going out of business. They were selling off mm -hmm. all of their equipment, all of their supplies, and everything else. This other company came in 
with her bought up the company and started oh. making the same exact cookies because that was all the um supplies right. and all they the equipment, the equipment yeah. yeah and that's uh, why the cookies are so similar and nobody knew uh, uh why that was but apparently that's what happened there that explains a lot mm -hmm. so is that how we kill uh the ai drones we give them prime and pokemon cookies just confuse the hell out of them with a <laughs> corporate corporate nonsense yeah, Corp just confuse them with corporate advertising lingo. Yeah, that could work. Yes, yes. Be like, do you want <laughs> a prime hydration? They're like, is it good for me? And that that would just you would go down a road where you would break the machine. You know what I mean? <laughs> go down this rabbit hole. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, U.S. closer to using AI drones that can uh, autonomously decide to kill humans. That is amazing news. <laughs> yeah, this has never gone bad in sci-fi movies. No, um, never. <laughs> the deployment of AI-controlled drones may to that can make autonomous decisions on whether to kill humans. Uh, is moving closer to reality, according to the New York Times. Lethal autonomous weapons can select t targets using AI are, be are being deployed by countries including the U.S., China, and Israel. The use of so-called mm -hmm. killer robots would mark a disturbing development, say critics, handing life-and-death decisions in the machines with no human input. Uh, several governments are lobbying for the UN for a binding resolution restricting the use of these killer drones, but the U.S. is among the nations, which include Russia, Australia, and Israel, who are resisting any such move uh, towards a binding resolution against them. Uh, this is according mm. to the Times. The Pentagon is working toward deploying swarms of thousands of AI-enabled drones, according to a notice published early this year. In a speech in August, the Deputy uh, Secretary of Defense... Kathleen Hicks said technology like AI-controlled drone swarms would enable the U.S. to offset China's Liberation Army. Okay. Yeah, I guess they're no saying because they have more people in their army than us, probably? Is that what right. they're... Right. This is such a fucking bad idea. <laughs> like, it's, it's, it is so bad idea. Well, first, the first thing that when I read this is like, the conflict currently in Gaza that is a horrible humanitarian crisis, adding killer drones mm. to that uh, yeah. would make not only the whole thing worse, but more confusing. Because think about this. When you have, uh, even with a drone, you have a pilot piloting this drone. It's flying around. They get a conf the The person behind the drone gets a confirmation from like their superior. Hey, here's the target. Then they confirm mm. afterwards. Hey, here's the target. And they say, should I shoot? Then the other, the superior says, yeah, fire. There's like a chain of command. And up mm -hmm. that chain of command, if something goes wrong, somebody can get in trouble, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. When it's just an yeah, AI drone. Right, exactly. AI drones has killed the whole fucking population of people. It just chose to kill a child <laughs> for just a random, you know what I mean? Like, who right. do you, if it yeah. does that, who gets in trouble? The computer yeah. programmer who programmed the, <laughs> the AI software? Like, how does... <laughs> yeah. I don't understand the, the you know, the where's the responsibility in that? I, I, yeah. Right. So, Mr. Johnson, why are we here today? Well, we're here because this 
software engineer put the code wrong. <laughs> yeah. And it also just makes me think of that um, crazy scene from that movie AI with the circus scene mm. with all the crazy robots who are like the yes. the robots who are outside of society. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, such a genius idea. Really, really, really smart. There's a lot of problems with it, right? And I, but I think the yeah. biggest problem, like I said, is accountability in like a war situation. Yes. I, I mean, the yeah. other problem is what happens if it goes rogue? Uh, and then you right. and you enter a Terminator type situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At least uh, they will uh, spare everyone called the John Connor. So where's that? Yeah, I guess so. And and Sarah Connor also. And yes. Sarah Connor, yeah. But, or depending on which, ver because the first one, the Terminator is there to kill them. The second one, yes. it, it comes back to save them. So depending right. on what reality you're in, it could be trying to kill you or, or save you. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. In not so fun news, uh, riots erupt in Dublin after. A child is stabbed. Why? Why? Why is this a thing? Uh, three young children were among five people uh, injured in a knife attack in Dublin. Uh, Pop-ups on Thursday that uh, sparked riots at the city center, which police have not yet ruled out the mo uh, ruled on a motive uh, and whether it could be terror related. Public transport mm -hmm. was suspended, and patients advised not to travel nearby. Uh, Oh, to a nearby maternity hospital unless absolutely necessary after clashes between police and anti-immigrant protesters. Yeah, I saw uh, some video and some pictures of this. It looked really, really bad. I saw a picture, especially about this uh, double-decker bus that was burned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that looked fucking atrocious. There, I saw more than just a bus. There were cars being burned. It was, uh... Yeah. There was windows being broken out um, of, like, you know, local businesses and everything else. It was a riot. You, it's yeah. the same kind of scene you see in lots of riots around, you know, that we've seen in France and in America and, yeah, all over the place. There was no riots in America. Never been. Oh, and okay. It, um... Uh, that's all fake. Uh, the yes. only difference here, really, is that this is like a right-wing riot and not a, like, not an anti-government riot. It's, well, it, it's an anti-government riot, but it's coming from a, a right-wing, like, racist perspective instead of, uh, in France, it was more uh, rioting for the people against the government, and, mm -hmm. you know, like, the... I, I guess actually now that I think about it, if you consider Jan January 6th was a riot, and that was right-wing, so there you go. Exactly, yeah. I mean, this was a, for a different oh. reason. They were trying to overtake the government, and these ones were right. because they thought they... The people who were rioting think that uh, immigrants are there to kill their children, and so that's what their whole thing... So they're just inherently racist, right? Or what do you think? Yeah. Oh, no. I, I think this is clearly based on racism and it's kind of like weird especially because they have uh not excluded or included that it could be terror uh, terror related 
people just assumed it seemed like well they j- jumped to conclusions like right. because they're upset and then they instantly jump to conclusions because the person is an immigrant right so i think what right. i one thing i saw cuz i saw an interview with somebody in in ireland saying um there was already an undercurrent that was there it was just waiting right. for you know the uh, the straw straw to be broken on the camel's back like it was right. just a matter of time before this happened and this event just set it off is more yeah like there was, was already an off. undercurrent yeah that, of yeah. of that racism and it just needed yeah. a spark to light the fire you know right exactly and uh on the opposite side of uh Racism. Is it the opposite of racism when you try to kill someone that was racist? That's a good point. Um, uh, well, it's bad. Hmm. Like, stabbing people is bad. That's, uh, we'll say that. Well, yes. I, I, I don't think you should stab anybody. Right. <laughs> but, but, uh, <laughs> but <laughs> Derek Chauvin. When you stab <laughs> make sure it's an asshole. <laughs> a former Minneapolis police officer who was convicted of George Floyd's murder was seriously injured on Friday after an inmate stabbed him inside a federal prison in Arizona. The attack took place around 12.30 p.m. local time in Tucson, in a federal correctional institute. Uh, This is according to the Associated Press, which first reported the incident. Um, Both the Bureau of Prisons and FBI spokesman based in Arizona confirmed to NPR the inmate was... uh, Oh, he was assaulted at a federal prison on Friday, but neither agency would confirm that it was him. It's since been confirmed. Right. Right. Uh, it's not clear what prompted the altercation, and Chauvin's attorney did not immediately respond for requests for comment. So, I I have a guess. <laughs> I'm gonna guess that he saw his face and was like, "Hey, that's that, that's that guy. Hey, that's that guy." Exactly. <laughs> they were like, "Oh." He was the guy that stabbed, killed George Floyd. I want to stab him. <laughs> there's a tr- there's a small possibility that that was the the uh, reason for the altercation. Yes, I have a I have a sneaking suspicion it was. <laughs> but you know, it's prison. It could have been over a you know a brownie in the commissary or something. Also, but I'm guessing true, that probably was true. the issue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. When we have decided to uh, fly AI drones, will we soon get, uh, do you think, automatically like flights without any like any uh, pilots? Uh, there, uh, there's just been discussy- discussion in America about air taxis. I know that. There's like a bunch of different companies who are working on, you know, taxis that are like AI flown, but they're like mm-hmm. helicopter cars that can take you places faster than yeah, a regular that taxi does could. Not sound dangerous at all. No, self yeah. No, um, self driving air taxis. Look it up. It's a thing that people are trying to have. have I mean, you know, doesn't mean that the uh, aviation administration is gonna be like yeah go ahead <laughs> you know it's just mm. something it's in the works yeah yeah uh, 
But uh, yeah, talking about flying, uh, groundbreaking translated flight using greener fuel. We have to say greener because it's not perfect by any chance. Uh, lands in the US. The first transatlantic flight uh, by a large passenger plane powered by only alternative fuels has landed in the US, uh, operated by Virgin Atlantic. Uh, the airline sees the flight, which is supported by government funding, as demonstrating a greener way of flying is possible. Uh, mm. A lack of fuel supply remains a challenge, while other technologies will be needed to hit emission targets. The flight was a one-of-a-kind so far, and is not carrying uh, a fare for passengers yet, obviously, because it's in testing. Right. That would be very dangerous to do that. Um, <laughs> the so-called sustainable aviation fuel can be made from a variety of sources, including crops, household waste, and cooking oils. Um, this flight, the Boeing 787, was filled with 50 tons of this fuel. Two types were used, 88 derived or 88% derived from waste fats and the rest from waste of corn production out of the u.s mm -hmm. so yeah corn oil and like what the runoff of your burger joint your local burger joint in this airplane yeah right i, I mean, this, that's amazing i it was a huge at least here in oregon there was i want to say 10 years ago there was a huge push for um car sustainable car uh mm -hmm oils meaning like you could just go to your local restaurant and go to their grease tank and fill your car up and it was like mm -hmm. a huge thing for a while and i i want to say what i remember is that people found out that it isn't actually that much better um for the environment like it still puts mm -hmm. off a lot of uh a lot of bad things out of your car it yeah. also smells really weird uh you're right and I think there was also some laws in different states where it's like uh, they made it illegal for you to for restaurants to just give away their waste uh, fat waste oil also. So there's like right, uh, you know, regulations against that kind of stuff. But this is interesting. It's the same kind of concept, though, right? It sounds like yeah. I also find it kind of like interesting that like. People think that electric cars are so amazing for the environment, but all the parts and all the things that they use for electric cars is also like made with <laughs> with uh, like uh, fuel from like bad things like oil and things like that. Like I read somewhere that you had to use an electric car for like uh, what was it? 25 years or something and to like um, have it uh, emission less than a gas car. I'm not sure if that's a uh, lie or not. I mean, that could be old information depending on how, uh, what's the word for it, efficient the newer electricals, sure. electrics are and yeah. stuff like that. <laughs> I mean, there's, you know, with electric cars, there's the problem of like strip mining and stuff like that. And I think with this, yeah. you kind of run into somewhat of the same thing because they're dealing with mm -hmm. corn oils, which at least in America, the strip, the way they farm corn, corn is they just strip, mm -hmm. uh, they strip everything out of the soil and then put on all these unnatural things. Um, right. 
the way that they produce corn in America on such a mass scale, it's not as bad as strip mm. mining, but it's definitely the uh, bad for the you know the soil and the uh, local environment for sure. Right. Yeah. Yeah, no, I sadly don't think there ever will be discovered any, like, fuel that's, like, magical and just good. I don't, well, at least now, not now. Cold fusion? Cold fusion, yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Let's drive it under the Da Vinci Code uh, gas, as I call it. <laughs> right? Uh, yeah. What about that documentary, the car that ran on water or whatever? Remember right. that? Yeah. 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 So, do you like Star Trek? There's certain versions of it I like, I would say. That's, like, the best way yeah. to put it. Because there's, like, good versions of Star Trek, and then there's other ones that are very cheesy. But, yeah. If you had to pick Star Wars or Star Trek... Star Trek. I'm. I, yeah. At too. this point, especially, like, <laughs> if you were to ask me 15 years ago, I probably would have the opposite yeah. answer. Now, uh, I'd say Star Trek. Yeah. Well, Tron is going to talk about uh, make the new world Star Trek. Hello, this is Tron. We Tron tells the truth. There's been a lot of talk lately about artificial intelligence, how it could replace a lot of jobs and so on. A lot of the workforce will disappear. And what should people do then? Because the logic in this modern society is that everybody should work themselves to death and somebody's going to earn a lot of money. But if the tools can prevent us from working extremely hard in all kinds of work, then we can get, say, a cure for a lot of things, like a solution for a lot of things, like a solution for how to save the environment, and how to make sustainable food and water to everybody, and just let people live a pleasant life. What's wrong with that? The wrong with that is if everybody can get it. Because then the people with power today will not have the power they have today. It's like home office debate. A lot of people, financial gurus, uh, investors, are complaining about home offices. Well, well, that would destroy the bear hiding away from employers and blah, blah, blah. We need them here, we need them there. But the real power is a recent issue in the United States where a lot of people who have big office buildings are now losing a fucking lot of money because a lot of other people can do that work from other places. The people with power near don't want laws and regulation. Only if they want a law and regulation to regulate so they can regulate more money from people up. Do you really think they will allow people to create power to their own house, get away from the grid, and make their life pleasurable without working in their ass off between jobs? Of course they won't, because they will lose money. They, they make people believe that they are gods, job creators, and all kinds of bullshit. But really what they want is having power over you. Control every point of your fucking life. If the United States, if it's China, blah blah blah, it's fucking all the same. They just want your ass. They want your po powers. They want everything from you. Think about we have machines you can do, well, like, do things in healthcare more efficient, easier. You can do a lot of jobs that we don't have enough people to do today. Or maybe people have the word to death to get. Well, 
who will lose money? Private hospitals. If farmers can produce hemp, who can make paper, oil, and all kinds of other things, who will lose money then? Oil companies and gas companies. This is not conspiracy theory. You know where the road is leading. Everything is this is out in the open. We just claim to the old truth. Old truth and old truth only. That's why people are getting so frustrated today. That's why nationalism leaders come up with solutions. There's not solutions. They come up with slogans like make this great, make this great, and blame it all on Muslims and Mexicans. But we know this is old ideas. We need to break down the system and make the system affordable for everybody. And the bottom line, we made a TV series about that. A TV series we slowed all, all over the world. A TV series now a lot of people claim has been woke. There's always been woke. Gene Roddenberry. This is the future of Star Trek. Where the money and the power is not just everything. It is something to gain possibilities for every person, every man out there, every woman out there, and yes, I think you know where I'm heading. This is Tron, where Tron tells the truth, the revolution doesn't have to be violent, it just has to be somebody kick people out of their comfortable chairs and let them wake up. Have a nice day. That was uh, Tron telling the truth. Thank you as always, Tron. Thank you, Tron. TV. Holy fuck, I have found one of the worst shows of this year, Luke. Okay. It's a Canadian show from Global Television Network. Um, I they usually do some show. okay stuff, actually. I've seen some good shows on there. Okay. You know it's a good show when it's created by Director X. That is his real fucking name. Oh, I was gonna say, is this like a pseudonyms? Because he doesn't want to be. No, uh, <laughs> doesn't actually want to yeah. know he did the show. So uh, I'm just going to be extremely, extremely boring and uh, uh, read you the IMDb uh, description of the show. Follows Robin Loxley and the anti-authorian masked hip hop band The Hood. See what I did there? Oh, I see as what they, they did. Call there. Out injust- yes, as they call out injustice and fight for freedom and equality in the city of New Nottingham. This has a whooping one on IMDb out of 10 with 5.8k ratings <laughs> from people. That's bad. Yeah. That is. One of the worst things I have ever seen in my entire life. And I went to their Wikipedia because I was like, this is interesting. Okay. And it says, <laughs> as of, uh, of October 26, 2023, Robin Hood scored a 1 out of 10. The show's creator accused online critics of having rated boping the series. Due to the fact that the black woman was cast as Robin Hood. Of course it was. Yes. <laughs> Not that it's bad. <laughs> I mean, I no. haven't s- seen it, but, like, the concept doesn't sound bad. Like, the the concept sounds kind of interesting. If it was, like, a yeah. comedy that was done well, but it sounds yes. like it wasn't done well. <laughs> yeah. No. It is 
one of the worst things I have ever seen in my entire life. Oh, the special effects. <laughs> oh my god. The acting. <laughs> uh, the storyline. The, oh. it, it, is, it is abysmal. I, I, I really don't understand how the fuck someone like greenlighted this to be on TV. I really, really don't understand it. Like, well, it's Canada. I, I, Remember. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That's true. But I, I just... I, I was thinking of this because we're, we're nearing the end of the year uh, and uh, we're like... I'm starting to compel a list of the best and worst shows of the year. Uh, and it's like... This definitely is going to be in my at least top ten, sure. Uh, if not e- even like top top five, but I am going to give it a one because at least um, uh, 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 I can't say anything positive about it. Look, okay, <laughs> okay. Uh, something. <laughs> Also about a rapper, a reality show with Swizz Beats. I actually, is he a rapper or is he a what? producer? I think Swizz Beats is a producer, not a rapper. I think he's a producer, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He worked with, like, I, I know he worked with DMX, and he did, like, mm-hmm. the. I'm pretty sure he did, like, all the Rough Rider albums, I want to say, mm-hmm. back in the day. The good albums. Yeah, the good ones. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, it's really? him. He has a reality He has a reality show, show on Hulu. Amazing. Yeah, that you're going to hate because uh, it's him and his son oh. and they go around and they explore col- car culture. Okay. <laughs> so not for me, then. <laughs> I like how you're like, oh, this sounds interesting. I like Swiss Beats. I like reality shows. Oh, car culture? It's not even like racing. It's like car culture, like, um, like they go around and check out like people who do car clubs. You know what that is? Where like people get together and like trick out their cars in different ways. So they go to like mm-hmm. in the in the first episode they go to Texas and they go to a few different cities and check out like different car clubs and what they do with their cars. There's like some low rider guys and then the other one they it's not just cars though cuz they also do there's one episode where it's like a club of guys who soup up ATVs and like do mudding and stuff like that. So but it's more about him and his son going like on an adventure together, like going on a road trip because it's got also mm. got like the father son aspect to it because in every car club they go to, uh, they find a father son like pair in that car club to like kind of show them around and stuff like that. So it's also like a little bit about family. I don't know. It's a reality show in the sense that it's very standard reality show uh, format. Um, Mm -hmm. Swiss Beats is kind of entertaining. His son is a little less entertaining, but still not terrible. Mm. I would give it a... Jeez, probably a 4.5. Okay. Yeah. I I have to be honest. It doesn't sound like something I would like. No, I don't. I I was watching it. I was like, I don't think Fro is going to like this. But it's weird because you don't like racing. And this really isn't like a racing show at all. They don't ever race cars in this. So, yeah. Yeah, but I have also seen like comedians getting coffee in cars. And I don't even like that fucking show. All right. That's a bit of a stretch for sure. (laughs) 
It has cars. It has cars in it. That's true. And they show off the cars. This is, yeah, yeah, this is kind of like that in the sense that it's more about showing off the cars instead of racing the cars. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I saw an Apple TV Plus show uh, called Monarch Legacy of Monsters. This is probably one of the best uh, Apple TV Plus uh, shows in quite a while. There are some problems about it. I will talk about it a tiny bit. Uh, But it is about Kate that uh, survived um, the attack of San Francisco. And uh, she has to, uh, like, find the truth about her dad, uh, played by John Goodman, by the way. Okay. so I will say some positive things about it. Very good acting. I think uh, it is. Uh, uh, it has enough monsters uh, for me to be interested in it. I think my biggest problem about this is uh, it has a lot of time jumps and it can be very, very difficult to understand what time period you're in because it jumps all over the place it's not like it's three time periods it's like 16. so it's like it's 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 sometimes very hard to understand like where we are in the story Mm -hmm. you understand what i mean sure yeah Uh, but the acting is amazing and uh i think the special effects are really good and things like that so i will still give it a 7.5 do you think it's one of those things that it's going to wrap itself up at the end like in like in a nice package or and that could fix that kind know. of like time I jump have, stuff you I know what i mean i have only seen yeah i have only seen uh, two episodes sure so who knows yeah, it, when you have that kind of time jump stuff, as long as it all wraps it up in a nice, like, happy little package at the end, then it can always work. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a show I think you will like, as opposed to the one I okay. just talked about that you wouldn't like. Bargain, it's a South Korean show. Okay. Um, this is on, also on Paramount Plus. Uh, it was a, it's about... A hotel, I guess that's the best place to start, that's being used as like mm-hmm. a brothel. So it's uh, uh, all the rooms are being. At the beginning, you realize that this guy comes in there and this woman is like offering him sex, the whole back and forth, you know, between him and a, a prostitute. Mm-hmm. Uh, he goes to take a shower before they have sex, and she kind of walks in the back room, and you realize, oh, there's a big like operation happening here like a big you know uh Mm. it's not just this one prostitute it's like the whole building is a giant um prostitute ring that's being run by this like you know gang Uh, they have money counters and all these people in the back like doing makeup on these women and stuff like that uh and then uh towards the end of episode one you realize oh wait they're actually not sleeping with these men they're stealing these men's organs and uh, auctioning them off on the black market, um, and then an earthquake happens. All in this is all in like the first episode, by the way. Mm. And all these people, the buyers of the organs, the, the organ, pe- uh, the people who have been trapped in there, and the people selling are all trapped in this building together. 
and they're all trying to get out, but they all obviously hate each other. So super mm. interesting concept, and it's really well filmed, really well acted. It is amazing. I've only seen the first two episodes, but because uh, I started watching it last night. But I, I think, think you are going to love this show, Fro. You're going to be like, I don't know, this is just right up your alley. Uh, I wouldn't say mm. it's a horror, but it has horror elements. Um, mm. Yeah, it's very dark. That's the way I'll put it. It's a very dark show. I'd give it, jeez, mm. oh, I'm going to give it a nine. Yeah. Wow. It has 100% on Rotten Tomatoes, by the way. Wow. Mm-hmm. That sounds so fucking interesting. And it just came out of nowhere, so that added to, like, the excitement yeah. for me, because I'm like, how have I not heard about this show? It's so good. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is so fucking interesting. What a... Uh, and the concept really sounds interesting as well. And just crazy, just... Yeah. Because it just gets weirder after episode one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Wow, okay. Weirder. Okay. I can't wait to see this. Yeah. Sounds fun. I saw The Vanishing Triangle, a show that you saw a while ago, right? Yeah. I mean, I must have seen it when it came out, which was in October. So right. that's my guess is yeah. when I saw it. Uh, this is a Irish uh, show. It's uh, based on... On on some uh, it's it, it's some true stories from the islands like vanishing triangle, but uh, it's also like all, all fake. So it's it's both. It's it's kind of weird. It's the, dramatization the, of the true story. The term yeah. the vanishing triangle is a based on a true thing, and but this whole thing is fictionalized within that right. real thing. There you go. Yeah. Thank you. So it's uh, it's uh, about uh, eight women that uh, have uh, bodies have never been uh, um, found, and uh, uh, the police tries to investigate it. And uh, there's this uh, news uh, reporter called Lisa uh, that tries to find the man responsible. And who she believes is the same man that has also murdered her mother uh, 20 years uh, ago. Very, it seemed very British. Uh, it's very filmed British. Uh, it's got that like BBC stand. camera look, yeah. Yes. Uh, that's not saying it's terrible. I just... <sighs> It felt a little like I've seen it before, if you know what I mean. Uh, but it's interesting enough to give it a six. I I really liked uh, liked it in that way that it was also like just six parts, so it was very like easy to see as well. And I watched all six of it, so it's like it's not like a four or three. So yeah, I will give it a six. Uh, okay, let's see, what else did I see? I saw... Oh, Future Superstar. Uh, okay. Nick Cannon's Future Superstar. So it's like a Nick Cannon-branded show. This was on VH1, actually. Okay. I thought this was going to be like a reality show where it's like, find the next Future Superstar, right? Doesn't that... That's what it sounds mm -hmm. like. <laughs> but apparently, Nick Cannon has a touring... Uh, is starting to do a touring... Uh, musical act or event where it's a bunch of people that he's found 
that are like up and coming rappers or, you know, musical artists of some type. Um, Mm -hmm. And this whole show is just a, a commercial for that musical tour. So each episode is interviewing one of these up and coming artists and then okay. is like, oh, and this artist also happens to be on my tour. So it's like a TV show that's a commercial for fuck? a musical tour, but it's also a reality show mm-hmm. telling you about all the people that are on that tour. <laughs> it's a very... It sounds so bad. It, it's a, not a... Well, actually, the first episode was pretty interesting. I Just mostly because okay. the guy... Because they're going into like his life and how he became a musical artist and like what he went through, his struggles and things like that. So, like, some of that mm-hmm. stuff's interesting as long as the character they're talking about is interesting in that episode. Because mm-hmm. each episode is a different... talking about a different uh, musical artist. So, yeah, it mm-hmm. uh, it's kind of cheesy. The production value is pretty bad, and it's a giant commercial in the end. That's all it is. It's a, just a, a half-hour commercial for his musical mm-hmm. tour. So, in that way, it's kind of pretty bad. So I'll give it a three. Okay. I would not recommend Watchmen. Cool. Uh, the last thing I saw is uh, Squid Game, The Challenge on Netflix. Oh, I saw one more thing. Uh, oh, okay. You want to talk about Squid Games first? No, let's talk about Squid no. Games in a second. I saw uh, A Nearly Normal Family. Okay. Um, this was on... Uh, 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 Netflix. Um, it's about a girl who, uh, she gets attacked, uh, in, at summer camp, uh, and, you know, bad things happen. Uh, her mm-hmm. family decides that, um, the police aren't going to do anything about it, be, you know, or for whatever reason. And, uh, she grows up and then later in life is charged with murder of another young man. Um, and it's more, it's like a murder mystery at that point where the family is trying to figure out, uh, why she did what she did or if she did what she did. Right. So murder mystery, kind of interesting. The acting's really good. Um, I think this is Swedish. Yeah. Swedish show. So, I mean, it was pretty fun, and the acting's really good. It's really well shot. Uh, it's a little bit depressing. Uh, it's definitely not a comedy, but the murder mystery aspect mm. is really fun, so I'll give it a 7.5. Okay. Yeah. Cool. All right, now Squid Games, The Challenge. Mm. Yeah, this is a reality competition. Holy fuck it is. Do uh, you want to tell me a little what it was about? <clears throat> well, it's a reality show based on the TV show Squid Game. So if you've seen Squid Game, it's kind of that, except with real people. Yeah, and weirdly, it feels a tiny bit wrong, doesn't it? Wrong in what way? In that the whole concept of the TV show is... Uh, or the original TV show, I mean is that uh, a game like this would be terrible to do in real life because mm-hmm. uh, it's like horrible, it, a horrible display of capitalism. Um, mm-hmm. And then they went ahead and did it in real life. <laughs> you yes, mean that whole part of it? exactly what I mean. The eth- yes. th- there's like an ethical thing to it, right? 
Yes. But you got to remember that the guy who wrote the actual, you know, TV show signed off on this and was like, yeah, let's, let's oh, do yeah. it. So oh, yeah. that to me kind of makes me go, okay, well, if he, the guy who actually created it signed off on it, then I don't know what to say. You know, it's not um, for me to say, oh, well, he wouldn't. He wouldn't agree with it when he obviously did. So th that's a... It, How much of it have you seen? All the first episodes that are out. The first five episodes are yeah. out right now. I think they're going to release more. I don't know when they're going to release more, actually. Uh, today, actually. Oh, really? Exciting. Yeah, all is out now. Oh, I see. It says, uh, yeah, there's a recap from Vulture right here. Okay, episodes six through nine. So there's only going to be nine episodes. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, the first five episodes were fun, but like you said, so there's like good. a weird uh, not understanding of that whole unethical aspect of it. And if people weren't following, it really actually was unethical. Like, people got hurt and were right. uh, actually mentally scarred by this TV show. It, they were left in the cold. They weren't given up food, things like that. Like, it actually was... Right. Uh, what Stanford prison experiment level bad? Well, maybe not that oh, bad, yeah. but it was getting to that level. I will say that I think my biggest uh, problem with it is uh, when they explain that uh, random people will be picked out and they can send people home. Mm -hmm. I think that's a very weird concept in a show that's really all about uh, performance. Uh, so they have taken some uh, tweaks to that that I really didn't like. That's not saying that this is bad because it's really fucking entertaining and I am going I'm going to finish all of it. Mm -hmm. I loved it. But, yeah. but I really didn't like that part of it. Like there's 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 part of this I I find weird and a little bit confusing. I think they could have taken less time explaining some of the backstory, especially to people who you get ten minutes of backstory and then twenty minutes later they're out of the game. We could have done less of that and more of explaining uh, when people do get to pick one of these. What they. They call them cha uh, cha uh, dormitory challenges or whatever. Mm -hmm. That it's supposed to be a trust exercise to show that you're a good person, so that people will trust you and uh, and form an alliance with you. Because there's a right. lot of alliance and, and, forming, but they don't explain it well enough. Like that's what I said is that they just needed to do yeah. more explaining of that, less backstory of people that don't actually matter. <laughs> I do think it's funny though that the first woman we meet in the first episode, spoilers for the first episode, goes out right fucking <laughs> away. Well, they were trying to show you that, like, nobody's safe. That was, like, the right. message and there. that's kind yeah. of funny. Yeah, I like that, that, I like that aspect yeah. of it, too. And I think the editing yeah. was well done. Uh, I yep. like how they cut to, like, the back room where the guys in the masks are yep. on the computers, kind of, like, mm -hmm. uh, manning the whole thing, uh anonymously that's kind of fun um mm -hmm. but yeah there's some definitely some ethical issues with it but i mean as far as an entertaining show it's really good holy moly so yes. far so uh 
they definitely took some liberties. I mean, the whole uh, mm -hmm. battleship scene is totally different than but that. It. Was funny. That was really good, though. Yeah, it was good though. <laughs> And the yeah, one, yeah. and they got out the one guy that I really hated. So I would give this whole yes. show what like an eight? Yeah, an eight. Yeah, I also give it an eight. I think Very by the end it could go up to an eight point five or down to a seven point five, yeah. but it's going to be right in that yeah. area. Yeah. 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 No, it's it's definitely one of the best reality shows of this year. Like reality shows? Yeah. Yeah. It and it feels different oh, than yeah. any other reality show I think I've ever seen. Also, like the editing style and the way it's filmed and everything else yeah well let's jump to another reality show then surviving in paradise episode six when we finally will learn the, the rules right well we definitely learned one rule i think um <laughs> episode six alliances crumble after the insider's shocking selection a reunion uh, reunion leads to romance outsiders return to the villa uh oh outsiders returning to the villa bring game-changing gossip from camp right everybody mm -hmm. turns on what is her name lalise no no uh, tabitha. tabitha tabitha yeah yeah, yeah. lalise is the other lady that's like against tabitha yes. right okay yes yeah, this uh, this episode was a bunch of absolutely nothing again. <laughs> it wasn't as bad as last episode, but uh, I, I I actually said to Luke in the beginning of the episode, I'm having a tiny bit trouble of re remembering last <laughs> last week's episode. It was forgettable. It was so nothing. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> it was a lot of strategy so stuff, and then tiny bit lost in the beginning. And then, so we got a new guy. Not this episode that we're talking about, but last episode, uh, who mm. just came out of nowhere and was like the new guy. And in this episode, he had the more power than anybody has had in this entire game because he so fucking unilaterally for no reason he didn't win a competition or anything. He just it's because no. he's the new guy got to kick somebody who he ended up kicking Cisco, and then he also mm. got to pick somebody to go to the villa, right? Yeah, right. So, um. I don't know, and everything else has been based off voting, except for certain things that were based off challenges, and then right. sometimes it's not, and then this one wasn't based off so anything as far as eliminations go, right. which eliminations would be, like, the biggest thing in this game, so the rules of this thing aren't, nobody understands what's happening, clearly. But we definitely know that to win, you have to be in the house, that's all we know, and they, there was one contestant that said that again. The new guy said that again. He's like, you have to be mm -hmm. to win. You got to be in the house. That's the only rule we know about this game. And the problem with sending Cisco home, uh, or my biggest complaint about it, is uh, not that it was Cisco. I don't really care about him. I don't. I don't think he would have won anyway. But uh, I, I, maybe. If the rules were, uh, at the end, the person with the most S's in their name wins, then it's possible. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yes. If that's how you win, because I don't know how you win yes. this game. <laughs> yes. Yes. The guy with the most S's wins. Uh, that's funny. But, uh, yeah, no. Um, but my biggest problem with it is that it's someone from camp that is sending someone from the house home. 
because the whole thing has been like them playing to get to the house. Right. And this time it was a di- disadvantage being in the house. And that makes absolutely zero fucking sense whatsoever. Right, because the house, or the villa, we should call it, the villa should be right. like... Uh, a safe house. Uh, like the safe space. Like in, in Tag, when you were a kid, there was that tree that was the safe exactly. tree. It should be that. Yes. Right, and every the only yes. people that should be getting voted out are the ones at camp. Uh, exactly, and that's completely not what happened here, right? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But the other thing is, it could have happened in the last elimination too. But it just randomly didn't happen because of the box challenge. The box challenge was right. her against the guy, and the guy was in the villa at the time, so that could have randomly happened two episodes ago. It just didn't, right? So. Right. The rules in this game, <laughs> the rules, uh, we yeah. don't know. Yep. Uh, yeah, like we said, Tabitha is in a big of trouble. I don't mind that uh, because she has overplayed her card so many times and it's uh, going to bite her ass. She's, I don't see a single way she's winning right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I'll definitely not. She's totally screwed. She, I think even in the game, yeah, yeah. she's kind of like, "Oh, how can I help you? Or can I help you in any way?" Right. But everybody's like, "I don't trust you to do anything." Um, yeah. And I guess yeah. the ending of this episode, we kind of just found out there's gonna be an elimination at some point coming up. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was yeah. the big cliffhanger, right? Was that there's just gonna be yeah. an elimination? Yeah. And and also he told everybody about what Tabatas did in the camp. Yeah. Oh, Backstabbing right. them. Yeah. Backstabbing them. Well, we we already knew that as yeah. a viewer, I guess. The people at the villa just found yes. it out. Uh, yeah. Oh, and the other, I mean, the, the fill-in kind of storyline that happened in this episode to kind of fill time, I guess, was the love mm-hmm. story between the youngest oh, girl yeah. and the the southern guy the arkansas guy yeah mm-hmm. where they were yeah. separated one was at camp one was at the villa they both got connect reconnected in the villa and got to stay together you had your your love's reality show loves story happening yeah that i don't believe for two single seconds no i don't cool know. let's talk more about netflix uh because guess what netflix creatives are fuming or a report of that uh, they have spent 55 million plus on a show that never was completed. That sounds like a very waste of money. Uh, a recent report from the New York New York Times claims that Carl Reinch, Rinch, uh, the director known for 2013 Bomb 47 Rowan, which starts Keanu Reeves, entered into an eight-figure deal with Netflix in 2018 to make an expansive new sci-fi series despite the millions that Netflix was pumping into the project mm. uh, which was called Conquest uh, it would ultimately fall apart due to his erratic behavior behind the scenes now the truly shocking bizarre New York Times reports that Netflix has scra- scrapped the show with some creatives who worked on it um, taking to X formerly known as Twitter to voice their frustrations. Okay, so yeah. Um, and there's a few people here just kind of qu- quote tweeting the story and saying, uh, one person saying, wow, 100% fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, Netflix show watched by millions could have had four plus more seasons for that amount of money. 
Uh, sounds like criminal fraud. Right? <laughs> yeah, that does sound like fraud. Yeah, they could have like made uh, uh, something. I guess anything new and good with that amount of money. They could have made many shows <laughs> with that amount of money. Yeah. Bandersnatch two. They could have definitely made it for uh, that amount. <laughs> I would love to see Bandersnatch two. That was such a good episode. <sighs> yeah, I don't know why yeah, they, they haven't can... chosen to go back that route when it was so successful, but they just haven't. Vandersnatch? Yeah, no. I, I feel like I don't know. Over the years, that the the top brass has changed at Netflix, and they you know don't feel like going out on those limbs anymore. Right. Yeah. Do you know that uh, it has been Black Friday um, this week? Yeah, Black Friday week or. Cyber Monday, yeah, yeah. Uh, do you know that Amazon now has like an or an Audible has like a ninety eighty percent off thing? That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, it's really good deals, and uh, you can get that uh, from audibletrial.com/adc. That's audibletrial.com/adc. I bought books for four dollars. That was like. $23, like, last week. That's pretty good. Yeah. Okay, talk about movies. Have you seen any movies this week? I did. I saw Good Burger 2, Home of the Good Burger. Can, can uh, I take your order? Hmm. It was really funny and amazing, and I really liked it. Really? <laughs> yeah, it was hilarious, actually. <laughs> really? Yeah. Uh, Good Burger was, like, very classically bad movie everybody yeah, made fun of it when it came out movie. yeah and yeah. the only reason they're coming out with new one is nostalgia but it was super fun i really liked it uh it was funny and <laughs> entertaining and had a lot uh it just uh, it was irreverent you know that's the best way to put it it didn't mm. like take itself seriously in any way um just a lot of goofy like at one point, he hits him with a car, and he does two double backflips and lands in the front seat, and it's totally fine. <laughs> like, it's that kind of irreverent, you know what I mean? Um, okay. cartoon, cartoonish is the best word for it. Yeah, it was super fun. I would recommend it to anybody. I mean, I, I, I can't really think of anything terrible to see about it other than it's a little bit childish, maybe. I would give it a an 8. Yeah, I think okay. you might like it, actually. I mean, I don't, and the other thing is, if you're somebody who didn't watch uh, All That, which is the TV show that Good Burger, the movie is based off of, it was a sketch, kind of how, like, SNL movies, like, uh, Night at the Roxbury is just based on a sketch that was in SNL, uh, Good Burger is based off a sketch that was in All That on Nickelodeon, and then they made a movie about it, and, yeah, it's... If you haven't seen the other content, I still think you would enjoy this. But if you know the mm. lore of like those things, you're going to get more enjoyment because you're going to there's references and things like that. This has a lot of celebrity cameos. Kai Sanat is in it and a bunch of other mm. internet celebrities. Um, Liza Koshy is in there at one point. Uh, yeah, I think you'd enjoy it. Cool. Uh, since I saw that Code 8 Part 2 is soon coming out on uh, Netflix, okay. I thought I thought to myself, maybe I should watch Code 8, the original one. Uh, 
because I have never seen that before. Okay. Uh, it's with Robbie ML and Steven ML, the Mel brothers. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, you know about this movie? I think I saw this at the time, yeah. Really? Okay. Yep. It's really, really bad. Why did you see a super hero movie? You that ate superhero movies. This is a like a robot, futuristic robot uh, city movie. This wasn't really a superhero movie, right? That's what I remember. Uh, well, no, it's 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 a, a city where people with superpowers uh, live, and uh, then uh, uh, they get in debt because uh, they have a sick mom, and uh, he uses his superpowers to steal money. Yeah, I don't remember the plot of this at all, but I do remember watching it. Yeah. Um, I mean, it did come out four years ago, but I didn't know they were making yeah. a sequel. That's interesting. Yeah. I, I, that's weird to make a sequel so long from a movie so long ago that nobody remembers. And nobody has heard about it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to give it a four out of ten. Uh, was, yeah. Must be a passion project. Uh. Yeah. I saw something on Peacock. I think this was a Peacock original movie, even. Uh, please don't destroy uh, The Treasure of Foggy Mountain. Another mm -hmm. movie that I think you would like. Oh, did you, have you seen this? Yep. I saw this this week. Did you like it? Because I was like, I think <laughs> yep. Fro is going to love this movie. Very much so. It was also super irreverent, didn't take itself seriously, like, oh, at so all, funny. whatsoever. So funny. Um, just at certain points that just all of a sudden break into dance for no reason. It's not even, like, a musical in the sense that they're, like, breaking into song and dance. It's just dance. Just all of a sudden they'll just be dancing for no reason. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of, like, self-referential uh, making fun of itself as the type of movie it is. I don't mm. know. You know what I mean? Like, self-referential comedy. There's a lot of... Uh, yeah, making fun of the the character types and things like that. Uh, what what it's about? Uh, three friends who uh, their lives are kind of on the decline. All three of them, I guess, right? Like they grew, they've grown mm -hmm. up together, and they're like uh, living together still, and they haven't really progressed in their life. And they find a treasure map, uh, and they go searching for treasure to try to help their life out. Yeah. You know what I was thinking of when I was watching this? I was thinking of the treasure train. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah or the Civil War I treasure. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, fuck, this was so fun. I, I had never heard about this movie. And I came over it and I was like, oh, that sounds fun. It has some uh, actors that I very much enjoy. Uh, what's the main actors like who who everybody would know again? Well, what is his name? John Goodman is the narrator, and then Conan right. O'Brien plays the dad, and then there's yeah, who's the other guy that's like the biggest actor in this? I'm trying to think. Uh, he he has light uh, light uh, blonde hair. He's very very funny in all other movies, but yeah. I super enjoyed it. I had a blast with it. I really, really thought it was up my alley. Uh, yeah, so you're 110% correct that I would like this. 
Yeah, I I thought it was really good. David Spade. Was he in it? I don't remember him being in it. It's possible, though. I thought it was David Spade. I think you might have the name wrong, but maybe not. Mm. Um, Yeah, it... I really, I really liked it. You really liked it, right? Mm-hmm. It's got forty percent on Rotten Tomatoes, though, which is terrible. But guess yeah, what? Why ninety four percent audience score? Oh, wow. so the audience loves this movie, and the critics why? fucking hate this movie for some reason. Mm. I guess I can kind yeah, of no. understand it because it doesn't take itself seriously, and maybe the critics who are like have a stick up their ass. Or like, well, right. this isn't taking itself seriously enough, or something like that. But I give it an eight. Um, uh, I didn't give it a score, but geez, it was so much fun. Yeah, eight point five, eight, somewhere in mm-hmm. there. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Yeah, That's two. Funny that we saw, saw the, <laughs> the same movie. I, 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 I think Good Burger and this are pretty much the same level of like co- good comedy, irreverent comedy. Really? Movie. Yeah. I, so okay. yeah, I'm, if you I'm like this, Good Burger on my list now. If you like this, I think you're gonna like Good Burger. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, Scream uh, eighteen, right? Scream, yeah, twenty sixty nine. Scream sixty nine. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, Johnny uh, Ortega uh, exits Scream seven after they fired. Melissa Berira. I don't. I don't know if I know her. Uh, over Palestine posts. Oh, you've definitely seen her in things. Um, well, obviously yeah. you've seen her in, in Scream, but she was in a TV show. Why well, can I not think of? Yes, she was in a TV show that you've also seen. A com okay. a comedy show. Let me think about it. But Jenny yeah. Ortega is no longer expected to reprise her role in Scream Seven. The news comes after her co-star was fired uh, due to comments she made on I- Israel-Palestine on social media. And Melissa Barrera, we should remind you, is like the the lead in the new version of Scream's series. To, so to kick her out basically means that they either have to recast the entire movie or um, and redo the franchise or just stop doing it altogether. Because she's like mm. the main character. She's the... She's the scream girl in in the last mm. three movies, right? Mm. Yeah. Um, oh, it's her. Okay, I googled her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Who what that was is. the comedy yeah. TV show she was in though? That I can't freaking remember. I don't know. Okay, let me look it I up. I took it away. Sorry. Oh, let me look it up. Um, <laughs> took it away. But yeah, but it's weird uh, firing your main actress. Uh, well, it's, of a franchise like that. It's over these social media posts, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so I don't know where... I don't. I have a feeling that this isn't... That Scream is just done, at least for a while. I don't mm. see how they're going to re- reboot it without... Like, going all the way back to the beginning and doing, like, a prequel thing to this or something. You know what I mean? Oh, that would be fun. It would be either fun or terrible. It's hard to tell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that would be fun. Did you find out what she was in? I, I can't find it, but it doesn't mean uh, mm. it doesn't mean I don't. Yeah, I don't know. There was some comedy <laughs> show she was in, and it's in my head, but I can't remember what it was. Yeah. Right. Anyway, let's talk about Cuba uh, Gooding Jr. Uh, he's sued for allegedly uh, 
being in sexual misconduct at uh, a New York bars. Uh, yeah, this is coming with a bunch of lawsuits out of New York for sexual misconduct. Uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. was sued Wednesday by two women who sexually assault cases against the Oscar-winning actor underlay a criminal prosecution that ended with him pleading guilty but serving no jail time. Mm -hmm. The complaint filed in New York State in the court in Manhattan said that the Jerry Maguire star forcibly kissed her without consent in September 2018 while she was working as a cocktail waitress. Uh, another plaintiff accused him of groping her breast in 2019 at the Magic Hour rooftop bar. Lawyers have also represented Gooding in civil and criminal litigation over allegations of sexual misconduct, uh, which and they did not immediately respond for request for comment. So, right. Uh, when you plead guilty, do you have any like fucking chance of not paying uh, this? Sometimes, if you're making a deal, uh, pleading guilty can just lower the sentence for you. Right. So it's a way to get le uh, less jail time. Or, I understand, or, yeah, but yeah. it's money there after this time. So uh, will 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 it have any? Uh, thing to say that he plead guilty to this for for the money they would receive uh it could if they made a deal it would it could lower the amount of money yes because okay. they they if they made a deal with them that like if you charge us less uh we'll plead guilty to the charges mm. it yeah it's possible it's all depending on okay. what deals they made with the with the other side Cool. Yeah, uh, I think it's. Uh, I uh, I like him in one movie that I can think of on the top of my head. Yeah, I can't show I'm, me the money. I'm looking for that this lady in a in a like a TV show that we and I can't. I guess she wasn't. Maybe I'm just thinking that she's some other person that looks like her, which I guess is totally possible, <laughs> right? That is possible. Yeah, I we mean, mistake people all the fucking time. So. When I look at her now again, I kind of think maybe I'm mistaking her from for the the lady in Brooklyn Nine Nine because she kind of looks. Oh yeah, I can see that. <laughs> she kind of looks like her a little bit. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Yeah. I think maybe that's what where my brain is mixing it up. But coming next week, mm -hmm. news of the week, TV and movies of the week, Surviving Paradise episode seven. Um, yeah, this show is taking forever, it feels like, but it's fine, because yeah. it's kind of goofy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it's not as fun as the last uh, show we did, but it's it's totally okay. I still have a feeling there's going to be a weird twist at the end. That's my guess. Well, let's talk about uh, the intro, I guess. Uh, CM Punk is back in WWE. Yeah, I don't understand how this guy keeps getting chances like i have no clue yeah uh in any other industry they would be he would be have been blackballed years ago at this point yeah and he's allowed to just yeah, kind of bounce uh, around it, he's like a catholic priest he does something bad here they just send him somewhere yeah. else <laughs> yeah um me and bill uh, recorded a special episode of uh, that wrestling show the day after Survivor Series, 
Um, I, I said it there, and I don't mind repeating it. I I was the biggest Team Punk mark ever. When he returned to AEW the first time, I actually cried. Mm-hmm. I have absolutely no problem saying that whatsoever. I was so happy to see him back in wrestling. The first con- uh, controversy, I was like, eh. Uh, I, I I don't really know what I believe about that. The second one was so fucking clear. Like, uh, it, it was reports from people that didn't do wrestling. Like, the other thing was, like, it was more backstage wh- where here it was, like, people from non-wrestling community that saw him attacked... Uh, attack another wrestler and I I, I I am so fucking uh, not here for this like I really really am angry at WWE for doing this not only because it's a big fuck you to AEW because it is people that think that CM Punk would be hired if he wasn't in AEW first and created this controversy is just naive and stupid. I it is just so fucking strange for me that the WWE would do this. I I know why. It's ratings and it's it's smart of them to do it, but I don't I don't like it and I don't yeah, I think this is a stupid stupid idea. I think that they're putting themselves at a liability or putting their uh, the company at a liability and putting their other their employees actually in danger, and I'm actually yeah. saying that like you're putting your employees yeah, yeah. in danger of getting attacked by somebody right now yeah. who has yeah, yeah. anger issues. And I yeah. don't want to take anything away from the fact that if people know anything about his history, like his family history, his parents mm-hmm. are horrible people that fucked him up yep. forever yep. and that's yep. why he has these issues he, it's he yep. has a mental condition so like you have to put that in consideration but he clearly is not uh fit to be in this industry like he yeah. um and, and it's just not safe to put your other employees in that position where they're going to have to defend themselves in that it, I, I don't know it's just it seems bad as a company to do that, but uh, like you said, money, money, money. Yeah. Yeah, no, and also like, uh, like I said, I also think it is because they want to show AEW a big middle finger. Like I have no doubt in my my mind that uh, they wouldn't have done this if he didn't go there first. I don't, and but I think AEW is going uh, good riddance uh, <laughs> to that. Sure, yeah, sure. But it's also creating a lot of like talking. That's the problem. I guess so. I don't think any, I don't think WWE is worried about publicity though either. Mm. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, the only thing I had down was about the dream phone sex scandal, which happened. Uh, oh my God! Uh, Jesus Christ Almighty! Somebody released a yes. of audio tape of what they said was him moaning and having phone sex. Uh, he comes back and says, "Well, that's just revenge porn." If, if which yeah, basically saying, "Yeah, I did that. That happened." 
but it was consensual yeah. between two people, and then you yeah. released it on the internet, which is just yep. wrong. Um, Should not agree more. But then that kind of ended up causing this whole thing of, like, other people coming forward to other things about Dream and experiences they've had with him that weren't right, as that is not as good. Right, so <laughs> it's all kind of up in the air right now, but there's a lot of different stories about what's happening mm-hmm. with Dream. Uh, at the same time, it's like there's so many that you can't pinpoint one. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's very, yeah. 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 We'll see what happens with it. Have you ever heard have you heard about the Strokes twins ever? I know that. Oh, the yeah, they were the ones that faked the um, uh, robbing a bank and then they'd get in an Uber exactly. prank. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They adopted a hundred pets and uh, opened a free pet store this week. That video is cray cray. <laughs> <laughs> that does not seem yeah well uh okay did they buy the pets did they get them from like the humane you society should, you should you should you should watch look it at that okay video. i'll watch yes. it and maybe we'll talk about it next week i guess mm-hmm. <clears throat> because i was disgusted <laughs> yeah, those that guys are idiots for sure. Fucking atrocious. They came out of uh, Team okay. Ten House, so I'm not surprised they're yes. idiots. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Mr. Who's the boss uh, bought a lot of futuristic tech, and that was an amazing video. I really re- uh, recommend. Uh, his channel is so fucking funny, and he's such a nice man. I mean, the other big story was that XQC got kicked off YouTube, but then it just got reversed, yeah. like, the next day. So, yeah. <laughs> it isn't a story anymore. Like, so It was under 12 hours. <laughs> yeah. It literally yeah. Would just wasn't a story after... It got it all got reported, and then as soon as I saw the reports, it was already over. Yeah. yeah. Okay, from the mental hospital, my name is Frau. From the U.S., my name is Luke. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Another digital, another digital, another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen.